Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. Whoops. Wait. You're going to confuse everyone. I, honest to God, that was a legitimate brain fart. Wait, really? That was legit. No, uh, I don't believe you. I, 100%. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. See the eggs in the title. And it's Easter. Uh, yeah, every big egg day, everybody. Happy Easter for those of you celebrating. Happy egg day. Oh, damn it. I meant to say we should call your parents, but so much happened today. Yeah. I forgot. Big day. Big day at the... Myra household or the Shafrira household, as we uh, fondly call it. I love the prescription bottle of this place has the Hollywood sign on it. It's pretty cool. (laughs) That would be the prescription bottle for Hollywood Urgent Care. Guys, if you're wondering what happened to my wife uh, and you're thinking, oh, well, this is a repeat. (laughs) It's not a repeat. It's just Groundhog Day. Dory. I was at the park very early this morning with Bo. 
I was sound asleep. He was. Take it from here. And once again, someone decided to bring their intact dog into the park expressly against the rules. Yes. Article 22. Bo. Number six on the sign. Bo. Yes. Bo got in a fight with the other dog. A Doberman. A Doberman. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember last week, I I tried to break up the fight and hurt my finger, but fortunately, like nothing broke, and like ultimately, it, it was painful, and I, in fact, it still hurts. But I was fine. This week, I was not so lucky, and the Doberman bit me, and I was standing there in Silver Lake Dog Park with a bloody hand. Yeah kind of freaking out two guys i like went over to get bo's leash these two guys were like oh like they came to my defense and they they came over to the guy and they were like you're not supposed to have him in the park the guy was trying to argue and say that it wasn't a rule to have your dog be spayed or neutered to come into the park and i was like it is a rule yeah and then they were like it's on the sign And then, so basically everyone was on my side, which was nice because I was a little worried because Bo did start the fight, Yeah, but he started the fight with a dog who was not neutered. Seems to be a running theme with Bo. Yeah. So, um, but then this like really nice lady, because I drove to the park. I've seen that lady with her dog before. Well, I think, I think. She has two dogs, She has two dogs. She's a husky. Yeah. And a pitbull i think he's she said it was a pitbull beagle mix maybe yeah um and she said i live i live right across the street if you want to come to my apartment and like wash up because i literally i I was using my shirt to uh stop the blood and um i called matt i get woken up out of a dead sleep at eight lucky for dory and like her i keep you know i was just thinking that this is one exact reason the exact reason the exact reason i keep my phone in the bedroom um, you know what though i was just thinking mm-hmm. if we had a landline i would be fine with that if, be, if we had a landline had a, you'd be fine with us having a landline. i would be fine with us having a landline in the bedroom like for emergencies because i don't sleep with my phone in well the that's bedroom. why i have a cell phone like no that. i know but i'm just saying and it's set to you know i have do not disturb on at night but if the same number i only called once though so you must not have had it on oh it turns off at seven something in the morning oh. um but uh you know you can if you if you call me right if i call a certain number of times. also if you call it goes right through oh it does regardless of the cool. time cool guys you hear that yep um so eight thir- so let me set the scene for you last night everybody i was um i went to bed at my normal hour about ten thirty. yeah so a few months ago i bought a used copy of Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. These words mean nothing to me. At you were with me when I bought it at GameStop, and I had not. I put it aside. Didn't really think to do anything with it. I was like, oh, eventually, when I'm on hiatus, I'll play the game. And last night, I was very close to the end of the game, and I just kept replaying, replaying. Looked at my watch. It was one about. Five minutes of one. So I said, oh, okay, well, I'll finish this up and then I'll go to bed. And I just kept playing and playing and playing. And the next time I looked at my watch, it was four. It was like 4.15 in the morning. 
And I was like, oh, I should go to bed. <laughs> I was sound asleep, obviously, because I'm a normal human. I was like, oh, I have to, I have, the big, most pressing thing on my schedule for this morning was I have breakfast with Vanessa. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, maybe I can push that to like 10. <laughs> and 8.30 in the morning, my phone rings it was, it was a very interesting phone call because you sounded more calm than i thought you would so that was a little concerning because i was like oh she had like in the sh- moment of shock past the craziness now she's just eerily calm and freaking out and i was all i heard was you said i got bit by a dog You said, I got bit by a dog. Where? At the dog park. Come get me. (laughs) Or no, you said, I I need you to come get Bo. Yeah, in my head, I was like, okay, Matt can come get Bo and I can drive myself to the hospital, which was not a good idea. (laughs) Such a weird, bad idea. And then I hear 1850... Oh, no. Well, you don't have to say the address. I know. But I was so close to saying the address. Okay. Don't say it. Okay. It's it's someone else's address. (laughs) said the address that it was at. And I said, okay, I had that in my head. And I put put shorts on and grabbed a hoodie. And then I was like, I lost my phone. I was like, what the fuck is my phone? That's what took me. I was wondering because there was no traffic. Me, it was. It probably took me twenty minutes to get there. Yeah, five to ten minutes of that was me trying to find my phone. But I just because to I you. was like, "Well, I know I put it down when I went to go uh, get dressed," and I was like looking where I normally put it down. And I, what, oh, anyway, no. get in my car, fly. I f- fucking went so fast down the one hundred and one to get to the dog park, and I got there and. I was like, oh my God, this is like, it, she was li- literally next door to where Kumail and Emily used to live. That house, that white house that mm. used to live in that. And uh, I just like, oh, I saw her head pop out and then I saw Bo like dashing down yeah, the Bo stairs. Yeah, Bo dashed down the stairs. <laughs> um, and then I saw you with like a whole bandage on your hand and then we had to figure out what to do with Bo. Well, the the lady who rescued me had a whole first aid kit because she said her old dog, who no longer is with us, was blind in one eye and would sometimes get in fights with other dogs if a dog, like, poked at his blind eye mm-hmm. or he was missing an eye, uh, something with the eye. Yeah. And so that dog was, like, getting in fights sometimes. So she had this like very extensive first aid kit and she was like, hydrogen, do you, do you want like hydrogen peroxide? And I was like, yeah. So she gave me some, uh, some cotton rounds with hydrogen soaked in hydrogen peroxide and we put them on there and then she had a big gauze, like a big uh, ace bandage thing. Yeah. We wrapped my hand like with the gauze with hydrogen peroxide. Um, and so that was what my hand looked like when Matt came to pick me up. Yeah, so Dory was rescued by a, a, a kind neighbor. Yeah, um, I sent her flowers. That's great. I hope they get to her, though, because I didn't know her last name. I just put her first yeah. name on there. Um, yeah, so thank God for that. So we took 
put, I put Bo in my car, put Dory in my car, obviously. And then we had to find an urgent care that was open because we went through the whole debate of like, do we go to Cedars? Do we go? I was like, well, we could go. Our friend, uh, our friend is an emergency room trauma surgeon. At County. At County. Which, and, but we were in Silver Lake, and I was like, well, I mean, do we try text and see I know, if she's but there? All I, all I could and think I was, was like, oh, we no, are going to be sitting there for hours <laughs> if we go to County. Well, if she was there, we wouldn't be sitting there for hours. Yeah. But um, we ended up going to an urgent care near Larchmont, and the guy that, uh, the doctor we eventually saw, looked and sounded just like Vin Diesel. I liked him. Yeah. He didn't laugh at any of my jokes, but no. But then you could tell he was like, he was he was like amused. He was just very deadpan. Yeah, super deadpan. Although I feel like Vin Diesel wouldn't laugh at any of my jokes because he made he like made a couple of like very deadpan jokes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so I, so I got five stitches in my left. Dory hand. Dory got five stitches in and her I'm left hand. Dory is left-handed. Um, and I have to sign books next week. And she has to she has to get her stitches removed <laughs> in New York on well, Tuesday. He, no, he did say seven to ten days, so there's a chance I could get them out on Sunday. That's true. You could also get them out. Oh, you're going very early Monday, huh? Yeah, we're on different flights to New York. Um, so yeah, that was our morning, and then I we went. Dory's like. I'm driving, I'm pull, uh, turning on to, I was turning onto our street when you called me and said, they don't take my insurance, we have to go somewhere else. And then I said, did you ask how much it would cost? Because <laughs> if it's like 500 bucks or something, just do it there. And... uh and then I paid with my FSA that she went back in and that Matt had never seen my the, my FSA card. What is that? It's my it's, or maybe HSA. It's my like health savings account that it, the money comes out pre tax and it gets preloaded onto a card like through work. Uh huh. So you get like twenty. I get twenty six hundred dollars on that card, and you use it for like copays, or oh, wow. you can use it for prescriptions or anything medical related. You could, I mean, you can use it for like sunscreen, like anything health or medical related. There's like a whole list of things you can use it for. You can put a gym membership on there. No, I don't think so. Mm. But you can get glasses, like prescription glasses. That's cool. Um, anyway, yeah, so I was never like, seen that. so I, I like, like whip the out the, I whip out the FSA card to pay this five hundred dollar bill, and Matt's like, "What is what card is that? What are you doing?" It just looked like a, it looked fake. It looked like a pretend card. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, and then it I saw it had a Visa logo on it, and I was like, <laughs> "What did, did you get bamboozled into some fucking weird <laughs> Visa card that like gets you points at a gas station we don't go to? Like, what was that? It was so colorful. I was like, what? Yeah, it's very bright. Anyway, that was our morning. Um, much this, fuck, it's so crazy how it almost like it's so crazy how last week was the same exact thing. Yeah, this week was a little worse. So much so that a couple of people are commenting, looking at the picture, thinking that this was the picture from last week. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I told on Instagram I, as I posted I, Dory getting. I think stitches. I'm, I think I'm going to take a little break from dog parks. Yeah, I think that's a good move. I think that you know we have a 
I think in the morning it's a lovely walk and a lovely neighborhood to walk with him. You know, just walk him around a couple blocks. Well, I can't really walk him right now. Avoid. Uh, no one's telling you to walk him right now, but I'm saying, you know, avoid the street with the husky. Yeah. And it's he's usually pretty cool. He got barky at a homeless gentleman today. Oh, he did? Who was telling me about the Dodgers. But I was able to combo down. Really? And then talk to the guy about the Dodgers. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. Did he have anything like insightful to say about the Dodgers? Well, the guy was from Buffalo. He so he likes the Yankees and the Dodgers lost today. He's telling me that. Mm. I didn't have a Red Sox hat on. I didn't have a hat on. I just he just hmm. went across the street. He just sensed it. Older gentleman. And we just did a quick little chat about baseball and then you went on your merry walked, way. Walked 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 about. Yeah. So I mean, I think dog parks are good for Bo because he can, you know, he'd be social. Yes, he gets some exercise. They're great, and I, I don't mind taking him on the weekends at all. Yeah, just I had gotten up early, and he was he was like antsy, and I was, dead, and you and you were dead asleep. Dead. I did. I usually wake up when you get up a little bit. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So I couldn't. I, I like when you called, and I looked at my phone, and it was you. I was like. I like looked over to like my, are you calling from uh, the are bed? you calling from next to me <laughs> and then i did also think that when you were calling i was like i looked at and i was like oh no it's probably like noon and she's like out and about and is like are you ever gonna get up like i thought that was the call i was getting oh um no so we're here talking ivf <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt brought me French toast. She wanted French toast and said the Postmates was uh Postmates wanted to charge like fourteen dollars to deliver French toast, and I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm trying to like be nice to myself today because I got bit by a dog and had to have five stitches, but that that seems excessive. Right. So I went to Sycamore Kitchen and stood in line, it was very ordered, nice. and then sat. And then waited. It was very nice of Matt. And then it, it came. Well, you you know, like much like last week when you're injured <laughs> and uh, at home, I'll do things that you need me to do. Guys, I have found out how to get Matt to be so nice to me. Yep. You just create these issues that probably didn't even really happen. Yeah. I invited the the intact dog to the dog park. This is a weird phrase. Intact. You know who, you know, Will, Will used it. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Will Wheaton. <laughs> On Instagram. He's a big, you know, he's a big uh, dog guy. Rescuer. He rescues dogs. Well, he, he gets it. Works with uh, some pit bull rescues. And uh, so when he I mean, said intact, I was like, oh, was... if you have not spayed or neutered your dog, like uh, you. Yeah. Unless you're a breeder. And you're planning on studying your dog? Yeah, and the, and breeders and don't take a, breeders don't a, take their dogs to dog parks. So no, I, and so it has a, a pedigree. Yeah, <laughs> then, we're not talking about then you. You enjoy letting your dog run free around your. But around if your, your dog farm. is of spay or neutering age, and you have not spayed or neutered your dog yet, you should stop listening to our podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's a great. Uh, we are the Bob Barker of podcasts. Be sure to. Ha- Dory's looking at me as though she does not understand that reference. I mean, I know who Bob Barker is. Do you remember how he ended every Price is Right? No. Be sure to have your pet spayed or neutered. Oh, he did? Every Price is Right, he ended oh. like that. 
We are the Bob Barker of podcasts, you guys. <laughs> Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. I'm Bob Barker. Good night. I mean, he lived in Los Angeles. He knew. He still does. Yeah. So, like, he gets it. Bob Barker's with it. He's hip. He's with it. Um, I love how we get to this business after we do our chit chat. How do, do mean? people feel about the chit chat? I've not seen anyone. I think they mostly like it. Putting any. I've not seen anybody saying anything about it whether they're like this is fine or they're like get to the emails or they're like talk about babies i just don't know what's happening no i think i think they like it we don't know for sure i'm pretty sure they like it we we got a couple emails from people um excuse me like the time i think when we were in paris and we were talking about our fight yeah yeah and we were like do you guys want to hear this and then we got a couple of emails from people being like yes did anyone say no um i'm gonna weigh those people the only well. negative thing was an itunes review and i know you don't like to hear about those so i'm not gonna someone tell you negatively about it. reviewed us in itunes because we talked about paris uh sort of they were like matt and dory ask for donations and then they go to france and matt has guitars and they subject line the subject line of the review was lol no and he gave us two stars. Oh, and he also said, like, I don't mind Dory. I can't stand Matt. And I was like, why do you listen? <laughs> like, do you just listen to annoy yourself every don't week? Mind Dory, I can't stand Matt. That's like me and you both, brother. And then, I don't know, the whole thing with, like, that's a whole topic that we... We ask for donations and we go to France. <laughs> Which, by the way, I said, Miles... Yeah, we explained the whole. We explained the France thing. I'm sorry if someone was offended. Like, if I'm sorry you, if you were offended by the one vacation we get to take. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just you know, it's the kind of thing where like, what was that? It's some next door bottles. Oh. There, you know, it's hot Easter. Um, I don't know. I just like the. The donations are to help keep the podcast going. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. I've never wanted to ask for donations, but uh, Dory coaxed me into it, and uh, we do it. Does it feel great to ask people for donations? No. Does it help us keep the podcast going? Yes. And if you don't want to donate, don't donate. Yeah, also, it's not mandatory. No, not at all. <laughs> Please, enjoy the podcast for, for, for no dollars and no cents. Yeah. We'll sit here, put our time into it, and you can enjoy it for free. That's the fun of podcasting. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So that was the, that was the one negative, semi-negative thing that I guess was related to us talking about our lives outside of IVF. Matt has guitar. I do have guitars. He's not wrong. I mean, everything he said was valid. I do have guitars, yeah, but- and we were in France. <laughs> But you haven't you haven't bought a guitar without trading one in. Like you haven't spent money on a new guitar since we started doing IVF. Like any new guitars you've gotten have been because you traded in other guitars. Yeah, but I have a large palette to work with. Yes, so that is true. It's meh. Anyway, if you all have feedback <sighs> on anything we've just talked about, Please let us know. Email us. Tell us. Honey, would you open this, please? I can't open it because my hand is messed up. Thank you. Dory has no dexterity in her left hand, which is her dominant oh, hand. Dear. Then she tries to hold a microphone and she can't. She's trying to figure out how she's going to take mm, a drink. I'm going to have to put the mic down. To take a drink? Yes. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. This is why we need mic stands. Please donate to the podcast. You can donate at mattandory.com or excellentadventure.com. It's excellentadventure.com, but that actually brings up um, an, an interesting item of business, which is that we got the ownership of mattandory.com back. Guys, what an amazing news. The listener who had purchased it, uh, because he thought it would be funny, because we had 
said it and then didn't said do it, it and then didn't do it which um, i agree I which it was you know it was funny um he emailed us and he was like hey guys like if you want it back you can have it back i think i'd said oh because we said something last week about it like you had said like matt and dory.com and i was like no we don't own it yeah <laughs> so great news everyone we own it now okay uh business of fun bonus episode guys it's coming uh this week you'll be able to hear it in the middle of the weekish. uh we got there with a lot of people stepping up doing some pre-orders thank you all we are very close to that 1500 mark where we would then do another episode it's true so guys remember when matt didn't even think we would get to a thousand yeah, I just felt like everybody who was going to pre-order it that listens to this podcast had done so. Yeah. And that may be true. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Anyway, guess what? Yeah. We got another almost we got another almost 200 pre-orders last week. We're up to 1275. That's phenomenal. I'm I'm just so happy and excited. And if you if 225 more pre-orders come in we have to do another bonus episode yep <laughs> um and you can still email us we'll be accepting questions for the bonus episode um through monday evening of this week right because a lot of people listen to this tomorrow yeah so if you want to get your bonus episode question in remember to just put in the you subject can ask line questions about anything bonus episode and you can also tweet at us at excellent pod um if you have any bonus episode questions mm-hmm. and you know, if we do a second bonus episode, we're going to need more bonus episode questions. So just throwing that out there. Well, well they'll know if we got it by the next episode. By they next, will. They by will next know. real episode. Also, look for, if you're a fan of the Nerdist podcast, you can look for our guest the next week is Dory Shafrir. Can Author you believe it? of Start Up a Novel. How did we book that? I don't know. Very hard booking to get. Uh, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. Try to counteract that two-star review we got. I think you. I think we got the second star because you. He enjoys you. He doesn't enjoy me. He doesn't mind me. Oh, okay. I'm a polarizing figure in podcasting. <laughs> people, a lot of people cannot stand me. Really? Yes. What, what don't they like about you? I think they don't think I uh, belong on... You know, I have a chip on my shoulder because when I started podcasting, I was a guy that worked at the Genius Bar. So oh. they don't, you know, there's some people out there who are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, but that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I know, but it's still there. And I think people still don't like me and still resent me. And Really? Yeah. It's, you know, Do it's, I need to... it's something I used to see on the AV Club comment section all the time. Do I need to beat them up? No, no, not at all. I, it's fine. I... I, you know, we all have imposter syndrome, guys. I don't think I belong here either. Um, Honey, this is our house. Uh, exactly. You belong here. So, rate and review us on iTunes. Facebook group, you can check us out at Excellent Pod for no. oh, Facebook.com yeah. slash groups slash Excellent Adventure. It's also, it's always linked in the show notes, in the info thing on the episode description. Episode description, yeah. yes. Um, and it's also on the website, excellentadventure.com, if you forget. Great. Yeah. Email us, dorymat at gmail.com, matt and dory at gmail.com. Also, call us, 413-461-BABY. 
That's right. 413-461-BABY. And the phone doesn't ring, so don't be afraid to call us. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not like it's my phone. And at all hours. from a dog park. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so you can call us from a dog park. You sure can. Shall we get into this? Sure. It's email time. It's email time. I, it, um, looks like we have a lot of long emails today. Well, you know, you you thought that I didn't put enough emails in last week's episode, so I wanted to uh, overcompensate. By putting just less in but longer. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I also increased the font size because... It's really throwing me off. I feel like Matt sometimes like... Well, I don't usually don't wear my glasses. Like by the time nighttime hits, my glasses are covered in bow having licked mm. their, the lens. And then I'm like, eh, they're spent. So, so large print. Here we go. Here's an email. First one comes from Jen. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm a huge fan of your excellent adventure podcast. Thanks for putting it all out there and being open about going through IVF. I'm a longtime Nerdist listener and love Gilmore Guys, too. I'm a mom of two, although I haven't dealt with infertility. I enjoy listening and hearing to how you two interact and learning more about what it's like to go down the path. You've had great guests and love hearing from your kind-hearted, intelligent listeners. I honestly thought that was a typo. I was like, I don't, we've had guests on this show. I forget that we've had guests on this show. Yeah, and we have a guest coming up, too. That's true. We have a recorded interview. Not this episode. What have I done with that? I'll find that file. Oh, no. (laughs) Remember when I was like, don't lose this file? Uh Uh-huh. It's still there. Okay. We'll get on that tonight. Oh, dear. Uh, I want to put my two cents in about an issue you addressed on your April 11th pod. Anonymous wrote in wondering when to tell a future son slash daughter about having a sperm donor as a father. I have not been in this situation myself, but if you follow generally what scientific studies tell us about what is best for kids, about what is best for kids in regards to their health, an open dialogue from an early age is best, as Dory suggests. Food and environmental allergies, ear or eye problems, diabetes, any number of chronic conditions can come up in childhood or perhaps in life. Either way, it's important to share what you know about your child's DNA, about a child's DNA makeup so that they know about any possible conditions that could arise either when you're young or down the line. And it seems dangerous to not be honest with your kid's genetic makeup. Yeah, that was something that we didn't even talk about last no, week. not at all. It was a side of the coin we had not seen. Yeah. In a related way, what we know about kids who are empowered by understanding sex and gender should encourage parents to be forthcoming about IVF and all the different kinds of families that exist in the world. Amen. So kids should be open about it. Adults should be. Adults should be open with their families about IVF. People who wrote in a couple weeks ago with the Catholic family and the... Mm. Yes. Studies clearly show that children go up to have healthier lives, fewer STDs, fewer teenage pregnancies, etc., knowing more rather than less. The youngest age, it's about using appropriate names for private parts. As kids grow older, you can buy books or just watch a few nature PBS type documentaries. Get your child to understand what it takes. Understand that it takes male and females to have a baby or perhaps take a more scientific view and talk about DNA and what it means for kids, eye color, hair type, etc. in relation to what you see in their bio in their biological parents. The idea is to give age appropriate information continually as the child grows older so they understand how the body their bodies work and keep themselves both uh, safe both while they're young and as an adult. Continual 
Revisiting of health and body issues should get you as a parent comfortable with being frank about your child and the world, sex, birth control, and making babies through science and so forth. Whew. So get real with the kids. Is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. All this leads naturally into a discussion with kids on how they are many different types of family in the world and none of the types of families are better than the others. Most where do babies come from type books for kids mention adoption. And as Dory points out, there are books specifically geared towards families where the father is not the biological father or the bio mom was an egg donor. Children today will get to know blended families, single parent families, two mommy, two daddies, etc. So introducing the idea of IVF babies, surrogates and so forth is just an extension of understanding families come in different forms. I agree with Matt on many things. Huge TNG <laughs> fan and Fraser, but disagree with him uh, that you wait for your kids to ask you, ask about or show signs they're ready to know more about IVF sperm donors, egg blah, 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 sperm donors and egg donors. I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah over that. Uh, in the same way, you wouldn't wait for them to ask about uh, any aspect of their health. Well, we're different. I would ask, you know, if they were like, why am I allergic to peanuts? I'd be like, well... You finally know. Uh, well, we've known for a while you're allergic to peanuts, and I'm so glad you finally asked. Uh, it's all presented in an age-appropriate manner so as to not overwhelm the kid. You don't want to discuss their parentage once and be done with the subject. I imagine parents who have a surrogate or sperm donor can tell you more, but I can only imagine as your child grows that something best presented in toddlerhood, if not earlier, that is explained and re-explained uh, with the more details as they grow up. I hope science gets you pregnant and a baby soon. You'll make wonderful parents. Jen, Portland, Maine. Jen, we hope to see you in Portland, Maine at Dory's book event. Yeah, it's on April 30th at 3 o'clock at Print, a bookstore. Is that why you had us read this? No. <laughs> kidding. But as you were reading it, I was reminded that we should remind people of my uh, book events. Yeah, next week, there's a lot happening. Um. April 26th mm -hmm. in New York at Housing Works at 7 p.m. I'll be there in conversation with New York Times Magazine staff writer Jenna Wortham. And then on April 27th, I will be at Powerhouse Arena Bookstore in Dumbo in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And I'll be in conversation with my BuzzFeed colleague, Isaac Fitzgerald, who is the editor of BuzzFeed Books. And then uh, that Sunday, I'll be in Portland, Maine at print a bookstore like start up a novel it's great i love um, the synergy and that's an afternoon appearance and i'll be there with uh, a wonderful author named annie hartnett who wrote a book called rabbit cake that uh -huh. i really enjoyed i've seen that on our coffee table yes it is a wonderful book um and then monday is my big boston event i call it my big boston event it's not like bigger than any of the other events but you know it's my hometown I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited about all the events, but you know, Boston. I'm 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 excited to be in Boston. And Matt will be there. Spoiler. Yep, I'll be in Boston. Guys. Um, Portland, Maine. Don't know if I'm gonna make that one, but uh yeah. well, you know. Um but the Boston one is at seven o'clock at Trident Booksellers. Um PM? PM. Oh. Seven PM. Yeah. Um, at Trident. So my on, plan of like going to your book thing and then going to a Red Sox game off the table. Because uh, yeah. the Red Sox are playing at the same time. Mm, yeah, no. Okay. Um, it's on Newbury Street. I used to go there a lot in high school, sit in the cafe with my friends and like be depressed. Be a teenager. Yeah. 
you know, Newbury Street was like when I was in high school, Upper Newbury Street was a good place to be like a melancholy teenager. You had the Other Side Cafe. Yep. You had that. Ur- you had Urban Outfitters, which yep. I think is still there. Newbury Comics. You had Newbury Comics. You had Tower Records. Yeah, on Mass Ave. Yeah, you had Trident. Which turned into a Virgin Megastore at one point. Yes, it did. And an HMV at one point. Yeah, very briefly. Mm -hmm. I think it was Tower, HMV, Virgin. Yeah. Um, You also had Alston Beat. Okay. Which was like, uh, you know, they sold like Doc Martens and like Baby Doll Tees and... All the stuff I wore. All your classic nineties. Like, it was like it was like a hotbed of nineties excitement. You're very wistful for that time. You know, it was a time. I was I was very sad then as a human, but it was a it was a different time. Like I wouldn't want to go back to me at that time. Were I you were you a, were you a sad teenager? Yeah. How, why? Why was I sad? Yeah. Why were you a sad teenager? I don't know. I was just real sad. What, what about? Life. What about life? Me. You just didn't care for your parents? and Didn't care for much. What is going on? This is an aspect of you I was not aware of. What? You're selling teen years. Honey, I was like Emily the Strange. What? What? Why? What did you picture me as as a teenager? Like happy-go-lucky? Probably what your sister was like. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no, we were like Daria and Quinn. Uh-huh. I was Daria. Okay. Wow. I was very angry. I was angry at the world. What for? You grew up in Brookline. How can you be angry in Brookline? I was very angry. I was very angry. You had a you had a dog. Esther. You had... R.I.P. Parents. You had both I parents. Did. I did. You had siblings. Yep. I don't get it. How did you never smoke cloves? Um, I smoked a clove or two in college. Yeah, well, not in high school. But did not, not in high school. How did you not wind up there? You know, at my high school, you could smoke across the street. You couldn't smoke on school property, but you could smoke across the street at the park. Um, Cypress Park. I don't even know where Brookline High is. It's on Greeno Street. Hmm. You know where the Brooklyn Brookline Hills tea stop is? No, I've never been to the Brookline Hills. Oh, it's the one past Brookline Village. Oh, well, that's why. I always got off there oh. for college. Well, it's the one past Brookline Village, uh-huh. and that's where Brookline High is. Oh. Um. Anyway, you could smoke across the street, and like the kids who smoked were not my friends. My friends didn't really smoke that much. You know, the occasional cigarette at a party or something, but they weren't like school smokers because I was friends with, you know, a lot of my friends were athletes. I was on the swim team. You couldn't be like caught smoking. That would be bad. I'm I'm just confused by this. I mean, we're going to delve more into your teenage years uh, on a later pod. I mean, I have pictures I can show you. Um, I look forward to that. I, I, I'm genuinely sorry. I'm genuinely confused by this. What are you confused by? That like you didn't know I was a sullen teen. I did not. I was not aware of your sullen. We don't have like photos of your sullen teen years anywhere. It's not like I would know well, that. Well, of course. I'm not going to put them up. I don't know. Like maybe I've never seen a photo of you looking sullen. I've never seen a photo of you like. You know what though? Guys, this is a testament to the fact that like it does get better. And my husband 
bless his heart, did not have an inkling that I was a sullen teenager. Yeah, so all you sullen teenagers out here listening to this podcast. <laughs> hey, we have some teen listeners. That's true. That's true. It'll it's a it's a whole it's a part of your life that in the end doesn't really matter. No. You've got a lot of do-overs as a teen, so don't worry too much about it. Um so Jen. Yeah. Back to Jen. Jen's email. Mm-hmm. I I thought she had great advice. Yeah, it's I don't know what. Listen, I don't mind talking to the kid about whatever the kid asks about. Okay, that's just my that's my opinion. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll be the one to bring things up. Yeah, I'm not gonna like, but I don't feel like. You know, the second they ask where babies come from, they're getting a doozy of an explanation. But oh boy, yeah. Should I read the next one? If you'd like. Okay. Here you go. Uh, oh, you, you didn't staple it? No, I didn't staple it. Mm. Okay. Can you read with your hand like that? Barely. This is this email's on the same topic, and it's from Elizabeth. She says, definitely tell the child about sperm egg embryo donation and do so as soon as possible to normalize it. We actually met with a psychologist before going on the embryo donation journey, and she strongly suggested telling the child from the beginning, as early as they can understand, of course. She cited specific studies, wish I remembered which ones, that show it can emotionally damage the child to find out at a later age that the life they thought they knew is not, in fact, what it was. See? Okay. And it will come out eventually, especially if your family knows what you're going through. If that's the case, it'll take a whole group of people from slipping up and accidentally saying something in order to keep this secret. Mm. By hiding it, it makes it seem like it's something secret or bad. If it's the conversation from day one, it won't seem like a negative, shameful thing. Hiding, lying about anything equates to shame, and there's no shame in the IVF process. Of course, they probably won't ask directly, but is it fair for them to not know their biological history? What if a health issue comes up that is genetic? Or what if they want to research their ancestry one day? Plus, it's keeping a very big piece of their life away from them. There's no shame in the IVF process and no reason not to share early on so that it's normal and not a big deal if and when it does come up. I just bought two different children's books about embryo adoption, and there are plenty others for IVF, sperm, and egg donation. Definitely tell your child. All right. I think the eyes have it. Should we listen to a voicemail? Um, we should. We don't know what the voicemail is going to be. Let's find out. No, I listened to them. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. I just got a very... My computer went to sleep. Very slow hand today. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Okay, here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, my name is Heather, and y'all were asking questions to, uh, this week about choosing a sperm donor. I was a single mother by choice, so I didn't have to take in a partner's feelings or preferences. But what I did is... uh. Because now that they have not only just the pictures and like a transcript of an interview, you can actually purchase an audio interview and really listen to people's voices. And of course you make like a list of priorities like must be smart, must be athletic or whatever you'd like. But it's not like the uh, cryobank is going to tell you, oh, this person's like fat and short and has bad skin. None of these guys do. I finally just decided to pick after I crossed off or cross, uh, all my must-haves, that I really wanted to pick someone who I just liked, 
Like if I was standing in line at the DMV and they were behind me and we spoke for 10 minutes, what I like them as a person, um, you know, not romantically, but mm-hmm. would I enjoy a conversation with them because I decided I just wanted to enjoy my child. <laughs> um, that was the final thing on my list to pick my uh, donor. And as far as children, um, I did a lot of work with a therapist before I did this to like learn how to deal with this with children. And the therapist gave me good advice. She said, children ask questions, but they're very literal children. So when they say something like, where's my daddy? If you said, you know, when I was living in Florida, they'll go, oh, Florida, okay, and they'll walk off. And as the children mature, the questions will get more detailed. And that's why you just slowly answer the questions as they're ready to hear the right answers. An example is my children recently started playing house, and they always made me the daddy. So I finally said, well, what do you think a daddy is? And my daughter literally told me, it's the boy mommy, duh, and walked off. <laughs> and that was really the first time I've started to have of them want, wanting to know about daddies. And I answered that question or I asked them to answer it for me, and that's where we're at. And as they ask me more questions, I'll give more information as they're mature enough and they can understand it. So that was just my point of view on uh, sperm donation and uh, how you answer it with children. I know couples who have done it, and I think it's probably more complicated for them because you have to take, you know, the the man you're married to feelings, you know, very carefully, and you have to include everyone's feelings in deciding. So, all right. I hope you all have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's an interesting uh, point of view. And that's sort of how, that's where I mommy. was coming. That's where I was coming from. The boy mommy. I mean, that's an accurate She's child statement. It's yeah, the boy totally. mommy. And the mom's the girl mommy. I don't think her point of view is like in disagreement with our with what we've been saying though. Mm-hmm. Look, I think everyone's just saying, like, be as honest and open as possible. So far, we've gotten no emails or voicemails saying, hide it. Whatever you do, hide it. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Well, we did get a voicemail. Maybe I should play this voicemail now. There's a voicemail where um, someone is agreeing with you. This is all, this is very weirdly thematic. The whole, all of our emails and voicemails are about the same subject. Well, I think this is something that people have thought a lot about. It resonated. Yes. Okay, here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Love your podcast. I'm one of the listeners who falls into that um, scope of I found out through Nerdist but have no interest in being pregnant yet but find all of this fascinating and wishing you guys the best of luck. I'm actually in the process of finishing episode 25. Oh, boy. And you guys brought up the question of whether or not you tell your kid if it's be a sperm donor and I kind of agree with Matt I don't think there really is a need to tell your child that oh hey you know we created you but we couldn't use daddy sperm so we had to find someone else's sperm because it's like what does unless there's some you know health issues in the future that was related to like the genetics of that donor why would the child have to be aware about that information? Like, how does it impact them? It's not like, oh, because of adoption, there were circumstances that forced those parents to 
put their child up for adoption or it's not like, oh, we got a totally different donor for both, like egg and sperm um, or a surrogate or whatever. I just think that if it's only on the basis of one and it it's still like you still carry your baby and all that, like why would you bring that up? Like why would you even need to tell your kid this? Because it's just unnecessary information. Um, so I don't necessarily think Matt expressed it all the way through, but I feel like I understood where he was coming from. I may be wrong. I just think that that's a situation where if you want to, you can, but I don't know if it's absolutely important or if it really creates any impact on your kid's life. But I hope in vitro works with both of you. I love what you guys are doing and constantly wishing you the best of luck. Thanks. Thank you for that uh, somewhat agreeing email. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. I, I well, disagree. it's not an email. It's a voicemail. I disagree with her, but. No, I get. But I also, I don't think, there's no reason to keep anything. I, my, my My school of thought was don't ever lie to the kid. Right. Anytime a kid asks right. a question, you answer it. Right. That was my school thought. It right. wasn't like a, you know. No, I know. It's I just know. The, there's a different, you know, way people are saying, tell them before they're, they ask or something. Which, you know, I could be convinced to go that way. I'm not so against it. That's my thoughts. All right. <sighs> this is from Brittany. Okay. You guys. Nice way to start an email. <laughs> I'm so excited to email you, but wanted to catch up fully before writing. I heard the podcast after hearing Matt on Talk Salad. That's a weird oh, first. You might be our first. You might be our first. Uh, <laughs> first crossover from Talk Salad well, with Scrambled remember Eggs. Remember, we had one crossover from Next Conversation. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's very incestuous. All this podcasting. Uh, I heard about your talk salad, my favorite Frasier-related podcast. Oh, I just thought of something. Sorry. Yes. Think about what's going to happen when you talk about it on James Bonding. Uh, I, I don't know that I would. We don't, never, I don't know, that kind of thing doesn't come up on James Bonding. What if it comes up? We'll find out. Okay. Uh, my favorite episode is The Doctor Is Out, guest starring Patrick Stewart. It's a great, that's a great episode. I'm also a big, uh, big on the Cam Winston episodes. The Doctor is out is when Patrick Stewart uh, assumes Frazier is gay. Oh. And thinks they're dating. Oh. Was Patrick Stewart out at the time? Patrick Stewart was playing a, a gay man. No, I know, but was he out at the time? Patrick Stewart is not gay. Ian McKellen is gay. Patrick yeah. Stewart is married to a woman. Sorry, I was confusing him with Ian McKellen <laughs> being gay. Okay. Weird. My wife everybody hi <laughs> i'm not going through ivf but my husband and i are currently trying to conceive without science so we've been trying for about five months we aren't panicking yet as i'm still in my 20s however we're both overweight and we are concerned that this may hurt our chances of conceiving i didn't realize my husband may not have so, may have some hot junk until matt mentioned it. it's true your husband's probably got some hot junk uh i would love some life advice for matt as i know he's a dude who has lost a significant amount of weight Props, bro. I've also put some on recently. Uh, I turned around my eating habits a couple of weeks ago, and I'm down six pounds so far. That's fantastic. Great job. Nice, Brittany. Uh, my husband, though, is still having a hard time with late night snacking and drinks, uh, and drinks a lot of soda or pop, as we call it in Canada. 
I like the word pop for soda. You just like anything Canadian. I like a lot of things Canadian. Uh, How do you feel about adding use to things? Like use guys? No, like favorite, neighbor. I think that's how things should be spelled because mm. it's English. Interesting. And that's how the English spell it. Interesting. So I like the Queen's English. How do you feel about the loo? That is a colloquialism. Mm. Like it's still a toilet. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I do. Okay. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, my husband, though, still, sorry, having a hard time, hard late night snacks and a lot of soda, as we call it in Canada Pop. What would you say are some good tips for a dude to get his snacking in check? Any ideas for some healthy snacks that aren't kale chips? You know, I had some good kale chips not long ago. The director of the episode of the Goldbergs I wrote, Jude Wang, she, hobby, makes kale chips. And Ooh. she made some excellent ranch flavored kale chips oh that were like out of this world but anyway i'm not i'm certainly not suggesting that is your snack uh tips for dude you know the only way i can get my snacking under control is being busy is keeping myself busy and then i forget oh interesting you know it's funny when i go to las vegas by myself or with friends or with my wife i don't eat because I'm never thinking about it. Mm. Because I'm always like playing slots or blackjack mm. or walking. Um, but I would say, my, I would recommend that he read Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Body. That is, it's a, it's a thick book, so it looks a little daunting, but it's sort of a reference book and you don't really need, the diet part of the book is probably the first couple of chapters. You don't need the whole thing. I mean, unless you want him to read the, how to give a lady a 15 minute orgasm that's a that's a chapter in there you should memorize that chapter thank you honey um wait can i make a suggestion about yeah. sna- snacking or oh, sorry were you not done with the no i was saying for our body it's a it's slow carb um and it worked quite well for me i was on that for a very long time and the beauty of that diet is that you get a cheat day so the idea is I would catalog all these things I was craving throughout the week and I would just say, okay, I can get it. By midweek, when you really want to snap and just have that soda or have that Reese's peanut butter cup, you can go, well, it's actually, I only have two more days to go. And then I can go nuts. Like eat two pizzas if you want on cheat day. You can do anything. It's amazing. And I would catalog it and I would be aware of what I wanted, and then when I had the cheat day, it was a very glorious day of my life. Really was. Like, I would walk outside on a cheat day. My first thing I would do every cheat day was walk to the Starbucks on Larchmont and get a cheese Danish and a chocolate croissant and mm. an ice venti americano. But when I walked out there, I was like fucking John Travolta carrying paint cans. <laughs> I was ready to go. Um. I have. I also have a suggestion. Yes. Don't keep snacks in the house. Oh, that's a huge help here. We don't really. We have no unhealthy food in the house, just by virtue of us being on a variety of similarish diets throughout. Yeah, and when Matt did Whole Thirty, he pretty much stopped drinking soda except on vacation. Yeah. And that was huge. You were drinking, you drank a lot of soda and a lot of energy drinks and you don't drink those anymore. So 
Right. I think that like cutting out the soda is really important. Cutting out the soda is also very, it's hard. It's a yeah. very hard thing to kick. I mean, if he's not drinking diet soda, I would get him onto diet soda. Certainly, that would be the first step. Um, and the just stopping to drink soda, it's, so, it's very hard. You have to replace it with something. You know, and me, I kind of replaced it with black coffee. Yeah, which, you know, better. That's what I ended up replacing it with. So, yeah, just get all the, get all that shit out. Yeah. Just get it out. It's never, it's not a, it's not good to have it around and tempting. Yeah. That's why also when I had cheat days, I would rarely like buy a box of Oreos or something that I wanted because I just wouldn't want to have it in the house. Or if I did buy it, I would throw it out at the end of the night. Right. Anyway, that's, those are my thoughts on dieting. I think for those uh, who are listening who might not know the background of me, I used to weigh 460 pounds. Uh, Dory and I got married. I weighed 230 pounds. Thereabouts. Right now, you know, it's not important. Let's just say I've put on like 30 pounds. He's working uh, on it though. Yeah, I'm back with my trainer uh, once a week. It's about all I can afford while I'm on hiatus. And uh, we're going on some bike rides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just trying to do it. Trying to get back on, back on a diet. A little bit of a cheat day today, but it's okay. It's all right. We're going to get through it together, everybody. Yep. Uh, Brittany continues, in regards to your marital bickering over plans or no plans, I can absolutely relate as I am a planner. My husband is a poor schmuck who gets dragged along for the ride. I hear that. Uh, I thrill with anticipation when I make a hotel reservation or a road trip itinerary and remain excited for months until we embark. That's crazy. And I'm bitterly disappointed when I ask my husband if he's excited. He says, he replies, meh. Okay. I read this and I was like, yes, she gets me. <laughs> he isn't a downer or a wet blanket, but he never gets the react, gives me the reaction I hope for after making all this amazing plan. That is what I'm talking about. You like, do all these plans and then you're like, honey, I like we're gonna stay here and we're gonna do this and we're gonna eat dinner here and the response is like, Okay, whatever. And yep. you're like, you, you feel so deflated. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Well, you do sometimes. In regards to your question about talking to your kids about the way they came into the world. <laughs> I told you, people are very into this. I have some experience this because my dad and uncle were both adopted. My biggest concern would be my kid finding out somewhere else in the family with a big mouth. Uh, my dad and uncle were both found out they were adopted at a family reunion when my dad was 13. That is horrible. Under his and his brother's names on the family tree display, it was written in italics, adopted. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Needless to say, it was traumatizing. I think about I think that although it doesn't matter in the least how someone is brought into a family, taking uh, talking about it with your kid as early as possible does help them uh, to destigmatize different forms of uh, conception slash adoption, and they actually it can actually be a way of celebrating how much that child was wanted. Last thing, sorry, long ass email. Every time Matt says, oh boy, I think of the song, oh boy, by Buddy Holly. You should play it at the end of the show to keep in line with your Rockabilly intro. The intro is also Buddy Holly. Uh, Anyway, thanks so much for the podcast. Uh, Best of luck on your next transfer. Rooting for you guys. That is fucking crazy, thinking of two 13-year-old boys 
That's uh, so sad. Right, I don't know that. I don't know that her his brother was thirteen. Also, but just two young kids, two kids <laughs> seeing adopted underneath their names on the family tree. That's like so fucked. That's so fucked. Oh, I would be so livid at whoever did the fucking family tree. Um. Uh, thank you for my email, yeah. Brittany. I uh, hope to see you in Canada sometime. And keep us posted on the weight loss. Yeah. Get with it. Yeah. Um, should we play voicemail? Please. All right. Here we go. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, Dory and Matt. My name's Anne-Marie, long-time listener, first-time caller. Always wanted to say that, never called a podcast before. <laughs> Um, I'm walking home from class after listening to episode 25. Um, I am a nursing student, and I'm hoping to do some work in fertility when I graduate. And I was just wondering if you guys, um, maybe mostly Dory, but also Matt, if during the process of all your appointments at the clinic, if you have any advice for an aspiring healthcare provider in fertility, um, maybe something that you would like for nurses to watch out for or ask, or issues that you might like your nurse to be sensitive to, just um, hope you guys are doing well and can't wait to read your book three bye <laughs> that Thank book you. you can't wait to read is uh, called start up a novel comes out next tuesday april 25th everybody get your copies yep what do you look for in a nurse um you know i i've had i feel like i've had pretty great experiences with the nurses almost across the board nurses are all uh not all but most nurses are like i found nice them, people that yeah, care i found them all to be quite caring and thoughtful and um yeah the ones at cfp have been great the ones at ucla were like amazing very soothing very soothing calming demeanors yeah um I would say, uh, like, even if you don't actually care, at least pretending that you care is important. Making the patient think that you care. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Just, like, having a, like, seeming like you're listening to the patient, um, not belittling or making them feel like their questions are dumb. Like right. no one, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying these things, these things have not happened to me at our clinic. I'm just saying like what I imagine would, I would not respond well to. Right. Um, no, everyone's been like explaining things really clearly and nicely. And the nurses always get back to me right away whether by email or by phone. Yeah, we've been lucky. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think just, like, caring. And obviously, like, 
knowing your shit and being good at your job. But I mean, that kind of goes without saying. Right. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. That's good advice. Treat them like you'd like your mother to be treated. That's what I always say. That's good advice. Uh, it's from Megan. Hi, Matt and Dory. Thank you for being so honest about your journey. Like many others, I found out about your podcast through Nerdist. Well, you know, someone found out about it through Talk Salad. And I'm not currently going through IVF or even looking to become pregnant. I'm currently single, still young, turning 30 in July, and not sure if I want children. But after listening to the story so far, I have some questions for you and other listeners. I have no idea what my fertility status is, but for some reason, I just have a feeling that I will have a difficult time getting pregnant if I choose to have children in the future. I've had significant issues in finding birth control medicine that works for me. I have some anxiety and depression issues when I am not on any medicine, but on birth control uh, with estrogen. I have serious mood issues. It's a truly strange and frightening phenomenon because I know that I am thinking, feeling, saying, and doing things that are not in any way acceptable or justifiable based on the events going on around me, but I am truly not in control of those feelings and behaviors. And I get mad at myself for feeling and acting in those ways. And that just makes it worse. The change is so fast that within a day or two of starting a drug with estrogen, I feel like a completely different, unrecognizable person, which is terrifying. But within a day or two of stopping, I am completely back to normal. Uh, I'm currently on birth control without estrogen. Next planning. I was wondering if you or any other listeners have similar anxiety or depression issues while going uh, while not on IVF drugs. Were these issues worse while on the drugs for IVF? If so, how are these issues managed? Of course, every woman responds differently to different drugs, which is what makes all of this so difficult. But I was just wondering if IVF or other fertility methods Excuse me. That was very rude. But again, I woke up with four hours of sleep to a bleeding wife. Uh, Fertility methods involving similar drugs would even be an option for me in the future. I know that these are deeply personal questions, but I know I can't be the only one with these concerns and would very much appreciate hearing any experiences, good or bad. Best of luck in your continued journey. You both seem like a great couple, even if you argue sometimes. And I am sure you'll be great parents soon. So... She has some issues off off of birth control. Right. That get crazy amplified. When she takes birth control Birth control control that has estrogen in it. Right. Because it fucks with her hormones. Yes. Have you experienced any of that? Um, Not with estrogen. Uh Uh-huh. In fact, I feel like I felt great on estrogen. Ooh. And like my skin cleared up. Oh my and, God. It's like the activia of drugs. <laughs> yeah. It's like bring on the estrogen. Um, but no, I never, and I never had issues with birth control. Um, but I also take Wellbutrin, so that might, yeah, you know, stabilize me. I mean, look, maybe you need a better antidepressant. That could be, you know, I don't know. Have you talked to a psychiatrist recently? Like maybe there's something in a tweak there. Um, it's a good point. And in terms of the IVF drugs, I mean, it varied by round. I feel like the first round I was like the most sensitive. Mm-hmm. 
maybe it was also compounded by the fact that it was the first round. I didn't really know what to expect. It was like, there was no, this podcast, there was no, this podcast. Um, the third round, I believe my drugs were the, were the doses were lower and I was just like in a better frame of mind. So it wasn't like I didn't feel anything, but I definitely didn't feel as crazed as I did the first round. Um, and then in terms of like, you think that you might have fertility issues, I, you know, I would just go get checked out if you, if you have some time, um, you know, either put those fears to rest or figure out what you might need to do down the road. Good advice. And I'm sure we will get emails from people. Yes. Who have experienced similar. And please write us if, if you have. And you know, the other, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but I'll, I'll say it again. Um, I do think, cause we've had other people write in saying similar things of like, well, I'm young and I, you know, I've, I haven't been tested, but I'm pretty like, I just feel like I'm going to have fertility problems. And I do think that like listening to this podcast, you get the impression that like everyone in the world has fertility problems, but that is actually not true. Right. Like a lot of people do. We are significant. We are significant in number, but like more people do not have fertility problems. Yes. So chances, but are, this is not a podcast about people. Yeah, who Chances have, are if you're listening to this and you're not, concerned with your not trying to have a kid you don't know that you have infertility chances are you probably don't yeah yeah who knows but and it's good it's good to be aware of these things and figuring shit out but i i just don't want people to think that like they automatically have fertility problems yeah good point uh so if you have uh if you've gone through any of this you can write back megan 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 wants to know megan has questions for you guys um how much more time do we have we i don't know we're at an hour and six minutes right now okay i think we have time for one more email because we got to get to the donors okay what do you want do you want from rachel or from an anonymous listener the rachel one seems very short let's do rachel okay this is from rachel hello i know you get a lot of advice on how to reduce reduce the cost of art treatment so Here's another. It's worth looking into Optimum Parent. I'm sorry, Optum Parent Steps. It's basically a negotiated discount program that's offered to people on United Health plans. I used to be on that. Uh, that you can con- uh, conveniently sign up for, even if you're not on a United plan, by signing up for United Health Allies, which is like twenty dollars a month. Uh, it's only good for some clinics, but you can get a significant discount if the clinic is participating. Mm. Cheers, Rachel. Good tip. Good advice. Yep. Something to look into. Love a tip. Cool. All right, you guys. So if you remember last week, we didn't do any donors because Matt had not had time. That's true. To do donors. And this week, we are all caught up on last week. But we are not caught up, up on, on this, this week. week. So so we sorry about that. This week's donors, we will get to you next week. Thank you, as always, for donating. We could not do this podcast without you. So um, this one, this, we're starting with, uh, so we have a lot of donors this week. And... That's where the list ends that I have. Okay, great. So, Dory's going to tell me 
the name of one of our donors who donated, even though I have guitars and we went to France. Yes. Um, <laughs> and if you would like to donate, you can uh, donate via PayPal or Venmo. Uh, there's You don't have to donate money. If you want to donate um, your Sky Miles, we'll take them. <laughs> um, you can go to excellentadventure.com slash donate and there's some info. There. So I'm going with my wife to uh, New York. Yes. And returning from Boston. Yes. And buckle the fuck up guy who says we ask for donations but travel. I paid for all of that in points. <laughs> and my travel is paid for by my publisher. So there, everyone. So I hope it's okay with you, listener who does not like me and tolerates my dear wife. Maybe he's not even listening anymore. Maybe I he, can't imagine he would Maybe be. he gave up. You know, I, I used to check out podcasts. And when I was like, oh, this isn't for me, I didn't listen again. Yeah. It's weird. I know. I tried a new podcast last week, and I stopped listening halfway through the first episode because I couldn't stand the person's voice. Yeah, that happens. That can happen. And I was like, no, this isn't going to work for me. Lucky for us, we both have dulcet tones. Indeed. All right, donors. Okay, here we go. All you egg donors out there. Excellent donors. Yep. Okay. This is our thank you. I give you a fact I have made up, completely made up. Sometimes I get it right, though. That's true. It's weird. Okay. So, who Mar- are our donors this week? Margaret Metcalf. Margaret, her favorite theme park in all of Disney World is Typhoon Lagoon. Oh. Weird. <laughs> wow. Dana Vickerson. Uh, Dana cannot believe you let me hang a Jaws poster in our living room about that <laughs> um this is from stella wheaton danger floof and their human aaron gudge and they and and they said for Bo, we want you to have a human baby to love forever we have some and they give snacks and belly rubs that's very sweet but you know the fact about aaron is that aaron and her animals all fight crime in the dark of night under the moniker dark which stands for deadly assassin revenge nights wow they sound cool stella wheaton danger floof and <laughs> danger Aaron. floof <laughs> megan tuman uh megan is really hoping that the subway tile fad in backsplashes has passed i think it has megan good news uh david gifford David hopes to one day own a Land Rover Defender 90 that he can drive his golden retriever around a large farm in. Lynn Perdue. Uh, Lynn understands that you never turn your back on family. Vin Diesel taught her this. Heather Hampton. Heather is unaware of Hampton Beach in New Hampshire. Okay. Even though she would totally love it. Have you never been to Hampton Beach either? I've been to Hampton Beach. Heather, you got to get to Hampton Beach. Your name's Hampton. It's like honky tonk. Go to Happy Hampton. I feel like we sometimes would go there on trip day from camp. Um, Seems like a thing you would do, yeah. Okay, Maggie Gillespie Wright. Oh, wait, no, I skipped one. You did. Michael Roth. Uh, Michael was warned not to see Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. He did not heed the warnings. But in the end, he thought it wasn't that bad. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie Gillespie Wright. Uh, Maggie wishes her sister would stop bragging about her perfect life. No one cares about your Audi, sis. 
Wow. wow that's crazy. <laughs> Erica Valdez. Uh, Erica remembers the world a little differently than the rest of us. This occurred after a bump on her head. She might be in a temporal disturbance, but hasn't felt right saying anything to anyone. You know, I just read a book. The future changed around her is what I'm saying. Oh, interesting. Okay. That wasn't really similar to the book I just read. Oh, what happened? Well, it's by Leanne Moriarty, who wrote uh-huh. Big Little Lies. She wrote this book called What Alice Forgot about a woman who is at spin class and she falls off her bike and she bumps her head. Yep. And she loses the last 10. She can't remember the last 10 years of her life. Yep. Which is a problem because she's in the process of getting divorced from her husband. But now she can't remember that. When did they get married? Um, well, they 11 were 11 years ago. They were about to have their first kid 10 years ago. So she thinks she's pregnant. Oh, not, not at all. What happened? Hilarity ensues. Actually not hilarity, but it's, it's a good, good beach read. All right. Um, Justine Flynn. Justine's thinks the best celebrity couple of all time was 1984 to 1989. Robert Downey Jr. And Sarah Jessica Parker. She's not wrong. <laughs> Uh, Sandra Mahler. Uh, Sandra usually orders dressing on the side when she gets her takeout orders, but they've never gotten it right. Mm. That <laughs> happens to me a lot. Um, Caitlin Kelly. Uh, Caitlin was ashamed to admit that her favorite band in high school was the Counting Crows, but she's okay with that now. Hannah Monson. Hannah uses a new towel every time she showers. Oh, wow. That's insane, right? Yeah. I mean, I get... You know, you're supposed to change your towel like every two days or something. Uh Uh-huh. I don't do that. I mean, they get changed out. Once a week. Once a week. Um, Vera Thornton, who says, Dory, I applaud your attempt to pronounce my full name. Not many pronounce... What I'm saying, though, is Hannah's rich with towels. Uh, I know. I'm, (laughs) I'm impressed. Pronounce... Elizone correctly, mostly because it's Creole, and I always forget how to put the accent over the O on here, but I remembered this time. It's Elizon. Matt, I've never had coffee bean, but I'm a proud Starbucks gold card carrier. I think she's a repeat donor. And so she sure a, is. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think we also pronounced her name wrong like every time, and I don't know how. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Vara, she... Uh, does not like being in a hotel near the ice machine. Sub fact. She's never had to use the fucking ice machine in a hotel. I don't think I've ever used the ice machine in a hotel. What is it there for? What is the ice machine there for? Yes. Oh, I know what it's there for. It's there for when you have a bottle of like white wine or something and you need to keep it cold. Who's drinking white wine in their hotel room? I bet more people than you think. I can't get it. Or a bottle of champagne. Well, and I. Or beer. Or, you know, you hurt your finger at the dog park and you need to stick it in a bucket of ice. Well, Vara and I have not used it. We're not going to. Okay. Amanda Lures. Uh, I think you skipped Amy. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. Amy Lorber. Yes. Amy, you prefer the cake cone to the sugar cone. She also wanted to hear your thoughts on the new Shins album. Uh, I like it. Takes a few listens. There's some tracks that are very different than what you're used to hearing. But at the end of the day, it's always James Mercer's vocal, which is really, that's why we listen to the Shins, right? Sure. Um, Amanda Lures. Amanda really thought Joss Hartnett would still have a career. 
Abby Ratliff. Abby's favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's ice cream is Stephen Colbert's Americone Dream. Ashley Hartman. Ashley uh, hates Apple headphones because they never stay in her ears. Mm, it's not I your f- fault, Ashley. I feel that. Uh, Shira Pagan. Uh, Shira is a 55-year-old divorcee who decided to open a crystal shop in Salem, Massachusetts and live life on her own terms. Wait, Shira sounds awesome. I, <laughs> I mean, I the name Shira Pagan is like such a great divorcee name. It is, and I, the world needs more crystal shops. <laughs> uh, Aaron O'Donnell. Uh Aaron, congratulations, it's Easter, which means you get your favorite candy of the year, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Easter Egg. Mine is Cadbury Mini Eggs. It's the, it's better than the Christmas tree. Oh. The Easter Egg. It's the shape. I don't know. It's the perfect distribution of Reese's chocolate to peanut butter. Our good friend. Yep. Paul Charles. Yep. Who says, this is for giving the world another Phoebe worth the wait. Uh, Paul likes Phoebe. But really, in his heart, he wishes it was another episode of Smodcast with Kevin and Scott. <laughs> oh, you think so? That's what I think. Okay. Cody Wappenkamp. Uh, Cody loves a cl- white clam pizza. Sounds gross, but it's good. Evelyn Katsurakis. Uh, Evelyn hates live theater because she actually finds it uncomfortable to watch people act in front of her. And another good friend of ours, Andrew Steinley. Uh, Andrew's dream is to own an Adams Family pinball machine. Oh, that's my dream too. It's a good. It's a good machine. Uh, Bryson Elliott. Uh, Bryson owned a 1998 Chevy Silverado till it finally died last winter. Andrew Hutt. Andrew never really got Bruce Springsteen. Carrie Lopez. Carrie's favorite thing to do is look at end caps at Bed Bath and Beyond. Joshua Alferez. Josh owns a set of golf clubs, but hasn't used them in over a year. And Nicholas Young. Nick's favorite Red Sox third baseman was John Valentin. Okay, that does it for this for last week's donors. Uh, thanks to everyone who donated this week. We will get to you next week. Apologies for the delay. We Maybe will... we'll get to you in the bonus oh, episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. We and will... then we'll be all caught we up. We will catch up eventually. Um... Yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. Come come see me next week. Come see Dory next week. Talk to her about Billions. She loves Billions. I do love Billions. She loves Showtime's Billions. Uh, I will be at the Boston event. And uh, the Housing Works event, right? I will be at the Dumbo event. Oh, I thought you were going to be at Housing Works. Wait, what's the Housing Works event? The first one. Which is what day? The 26th. Which is Wednesday. Wednesday. That's the one I'm going to be at. Yeah, that's what I thought. Not the Dumbo. Right, that's what I thought. Sorry, Dumbo fans. <laughs> yeah. Down under Manhattan. What is it? The bridge overpass. Down <laughs> such a fucking brilliant And you moniker. might be at the Austin one. Yeah. TBD. No idea. Oh, well, in LA, you will obviously be at I'll the be LA I'll be at the one. LA one for sure. On May 4th. Which is what day of the week? Thursday, May 4th. Thank you for not having it on Tuesday. I appreciate it. You're that. welcome. Um that does it for us. Tune in yeah. uh, next week. If you want to hear more of uh, Dory, but not, who knows how much she's going to talk about IVF. She's doing the Nurse Podcast this week. so Yeah, it's going to be fun. End of the week or something. 
And as far as I'm concerned, we're done with the podcast. I don't know why I'm still talking. Okay. Bye, everyone. Have a fun time doing all kinds of things. Right? Yeah. Pre-order started. I don't know. We said that too quiet. The music's very loud right now. Okay. Pre-order. Startup. A novel.